Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. Jenna, first, good morning. Great to be with you, the queen of talk radio in America. The left does not want to honor our freedoms, and we have a responsibility to fight back. I love talking about the things of God because of truth and the biblical worldview. Fill that void with a vision that runs so deep that it dilutes the woke agenda. Well, thank you, Jenna. Right from the beginning, I knew you, so it's an honor to be with you. You're doing really well. Proud of you. Former legal counsel to President Trump. Jenna Ellis. This is Christianity, said Watchman Nee. Feet on the path, hands on the plow, eyes on the Savior. Good morning, everybody. Alex McFarland here. So honored to be with you. And it's great honor this week to be sitting in for Jenna Ellis on Jenna Ellis in the Morning. And you're listening to the American Family Radio Network. And I'm going to read a scripture uh, from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 to begin our time. But I want to throw out the number because I've got a couple of questions, two questions, really. We can talk about either of them or something else, if you would so choose. The number, by the way, is 888-589-8840. Question number one, are you pleased with the direction that the country is going? There's a new poll that shows that 56% of Americans uh, think President Biden and his cabinet are doing a good job. And uh, i got to be honest, uh, given a lot of the indicators, economic and cultural and legal uh, i got to be honest, I'm surprised it's that high, 56% approval uh, as of earlier this week. So how about you? Uh, do you think the country's going in the right direction? And uh, if so, why? If not, why? Uh, another thing we can talk about, more and more people are talking about artificial intelligence. And there's a new article this morning where uh, faith leaders— oh, it's, it, I always have to smile when they say faith leaders. It's like sometimes they just don't want to say Christian, uh, Christian leaders. And a lot of Christian thinkers are saying that AI will uh, ultimately suppress expression of truth, expression of Christianity. Uh, AI, and here's a question, do you think the strong delusion that uh, Revelation and other prophetic scriptures talk about, uh, that there'll, there'll be delusion so as to deceive the very elect, if that were possible. Do you think artificial intelligence and deep fakes uh, could be that? Will current technology and the globally wired up internet with all of the videos and even now, there's voice manipulation that's just shockingly accurate or sounds accurate. Could this be used in part of the end times as that strong delusion that will mislead millions? What do you think about that? One last thing that you may want to comment on. There was a story I got last night about 10 p.m., and, and frankly, it makes my heart heavy. It says the Southern Baptist Convention... Um, I forget how many, 16,000 churches or something like that, uh, currently has attendance and enrollment numbers at around 13.2 million people. Now, that's a lot of people. I mean, that's, you know, 13 times more than like the Presbyterian Church USA, which has gone very liberal. But the Southern Baptists are running 13 million. You say, well, wow, that's a lot of people. Well, that's the numbers they were posting in 1978. 
So Southern Baptist attendance is at a 35-year low and, in fact, has dropped off. Brace yourself, folks. 475,000 attendees lost in the past year. Uh, and I, I care about that. It, it does make my heart heavy because I, when I was 21 and I was in college, this was in the late 1980s, but I, I came to Christ through a Southern Baptist church that had a, a Monday night Bible study for uh, college-age people, and that was how I was reached with the gospel. So I love uh, I've preached all over, I mean, every kind of church you can think of. I jokingly say I've preached where they sleep in the pews. I've preached where they jump over them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, my heart, uh, I care about the Southern Baptists because they, they brought me to the Lord, you know, but uh, anyway, triple eight five eight nine eighty eight forty. Let me read a scripture, and um, we'll go to calls here in a minute. We've also got a very special guest later in the show, Wesley Wildman, um, who's just amazing. He's a, a beloved brother in the Lord, and we'll have him on later in the show. But First Thessalonians four thirteen, uh, Paul writes this regarding the end times. Now listen. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep or those who have already died. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. It goes on for Thessalonians 5. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Okay, the times and the seasons. Folks, are we in those times and in those seasons? Uh, as I said earlier, another question, are you pleased with the way the country's going? If you want to weigh in on this conversation, 888-589-8840. First of all, we're going to go to Joshua in Georgia. Joshua, good morning. Good morning, Dr. McFarland. I called you all last week. I've been on your show many times. Thank you for taking my call. And by and large, yes, I like, just so you know, I like the Baptists too, Southern Baptists, Reformed Baptists. I'm Baptist to the bone, independent Baptist. So, Amen. Anyway, well, yeah, God bless you. Bone, even though I go to a Pentecostal church. Mm, uh, yeah. Not to believe Let me much. just say, hang, hang in there, Joshua. Let, we need to pray. Folks, let's, let's pray for, of course, all the churches, but the Southern Baptists, yes. too, because, you, you know, it's interesting, Joshua— uh, you mentioned going to a Pentecostal church. Praise God. I've had the joy of preaching in many, many charismatic and Pentecostal churches. You know, it's it's almost like every denomination brings something very beneficial to the table. I love how the charismatic and Pentecostal churches 
uh, teach about the ministries of the Holy Spirit and just, you know, trusting God. Here's one of the things the the Pentecostal churches, they have a big view of God. They trust God. Here's one of the beautiful things the Baptists contribute. The Baptists are so big on personal evangelism. I mean, one thing about the Baptist churches, they believe in sharing the gospel. And I want the Southern Baptists to succeed. I want the Baptist denomination to grow. And so, America, let's pray for the Southern Baptists that they, uh, you know, they they peaked a few years ago, and now they're back down to 1978 numbers. Let's pray that God will turn that around, and this denomination that has kind of led the way in soul winning, that they'll get a fresh, you know, uh, second wind. But uh, what what you got, Joshua? You were gonna you had another comment too, my friend. Yeah. And by the way, I kind of hope I marry a Baptist woman, not that I would be in, um, if the Lord tarries. Um, first of all, I'm not sure I believe that poll, because as another poll showed Biden's approval rating is under 40%. So I happen to think, and I might be wrong, but I happen to think that's a liberally skewed poll to get the results that they want. First, another thing, do you think we're going to survive Title 42 in the next year and a half? New ending. Do you think we're going to survive that? Wow, great question. Uh, and you know, Joshua, I I tend to think you're you're right on that poll. Uh, a poll saying that uh, President Biden and just the general direction of the country a fifty six percent approval rate. I I find that hard to believe because everywhere I go, uh, and I know any any one of our experiences is anecdotal, but I mean I don't hear anybody who is encouraged by the direction of the country right now. I really don't. But, but you know, um, the Title 42 border policy is basically something that um, is, all right, it deals with, you know, civil rights, social welfare. Um, it gives the government the authority to take emergency action about diseases coming in uh, to the country. And here's what I think um, about the lifting uh, but the Biden administration wants to end Title 42, and Republicans have successfully blocked the ending of Title 42 legally. And um, the, the thing about it is, look, we've got millions rushing across the southern border anyway. And I happen to know because I spent much of the month of October in Texas, um, and a lot of the the illegals coming in— that have been apprehended by law enforcement because look they get they get into America and many of them commit crimes they're not a hundred miles into America and they you know they do think, break the law and get arrested some of them are known to have been trained in terrorist camps in China I got that from two different sheriffs in Texas um, let me say there are minimum bare minimum of a hundred thousand fentanyl deaths a year uh, of Americans that die from overdoses of drugs brought across the southern border. So, Joshua, one of the big complaints about this administration, and I think there could be many, are just that the rights of American citizens, taxpaying American citizens, whether natural-born or naturalized through INS, 
American citizens' welfare is not being looked at because the border is not secure. And oh my goodness, last week uh, the press secretary for the White House said that border crossings were down 90%. That, that's just, uh, that's not true. That is not true. Joshua, thank you for listening. God bless you. You're a faithful listener. We're going to go to Carl in Texas. Carl in Texas, welcome to Jenna Ellis in the morning. Yes, sir, Alex. I was going to say, I think um, a lot of the reason the Baptist churches are losing their people is they're just not preaching the true meaning of God's Word. Uh, we, we've been Christians 37 years, and we and we became Christians in the Southern Baptist. And, uh, yeah, me too. They, uh, it's all love and grace, and uh, I think the Ten Commandments still standing. That's what's wrong with the morals in this country. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let me say regarding the preaching, and listen, uh, if, if you're a Southern Baptist leader, I say this in love. Uh, Alex McFarland here. I worked for the North American Mission Board um, <laughs> locally, regionally, nationally, internationally. I've been involved in Baptist work, and I love the Baptist. But, uh, Carl, I'm with you. Uh, I've heard some mamby-pamby, watered-down, milk-toast preaching in hundreds of Southern Baptist churches, not all. But here's the other thing, too, folks. Within the Baptist ranks, and I know this, I mean, I've been in the belly of the beast, I assure you, there is so much nepotism and cronyism. And rather than, um, you know, the right things being done and courageously proclaiming truth and pastors urging their parishioners to vote, and then the... uh, for, for all the years that, I mean, there have been spokespersons, and I'm only speaking for myself here, but people like Russell Moore and Ed Stetzer that are kind of woke, lean, uh, left-leaning, um, let me tell you, that's, that's not helped their PR persona, I assure you, regarding the Baptist. Folks, um, it's Jenna Ellis in the morning. Alex McFarland sitting in this week for Jenna Ellis. A lot in the news, the president's approval ratings, um, artificial intelligence, Uh misinformation coming soon to a computer screen near you. Stay tuned. We're going to come back with more of your calls. Steve, Shirley, Misty, Roxanne, I see those calls. Hang on. We will get to you. God bless you, folks. God is on his throne. Our Lord is in control. Let's trust in Him. Stay tuned. We're back after this break. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the Morning on American Family Radio. Alex McFarland here, honored to be sitting in this week for Jenna Ellis. Okay, you want to hear something wild? Uh... (laughs) I read that 1 Thessalonians 4.13. Paul says, I I would not have you ignorant regarding these last time, you know, last day's things. So some translations will say, I would not have you in the dark. Isn't that wonderful? God's Word doesn't want us to be like in the dark on something. But I looked up that Greek word. You know what the Greek word for in the dark? You know, it's the word skotos. Isn't that wild? Now, 
not the acronym Supreme Court of the United States. But I just thought it was wild. You know, our courts and our Supreme Court, like legalizing gay marriage in 2015, um, the Greek word for being in the dark on something is the word scotus. Just interesting there, isn't it? Okay, uh, we're, we're talking about several issues, folks. The president's approval rating. Can you trust the poll that says he's got a 56% approval rating? Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, and then the Baptist losing members, and then AI and the end times. A lot going on in the world. Thank God we have the message of Jesus and the comfort of all of God's promises. Shirley in Tennessee. Shirley, thanks for holding. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I don't trust any polls. I think they're all liars. But, you know, the (laughs) truth is, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And as far as the churches, you'll find good and bad in every church, in every system, whether it's Baptist, Methodist, whatever. But you'll find people there who are willing to speak and live by the truth. So I don't put down any of them. I just say, know your fruit. The Lord said you shall know them by their fruits. So people need to stop putting folk in the pool who don't live according to God's word and preach and speak according to the living word of God. We know that God's going to turn this world back over into his hands, and a lot of chaos and evil is going to happen before that happens. So my theory is I'm thankful to to be a part of the Lord's end-time kingdom. The virgins just are sleeping. I'm very surprised with all the people crossing the border that we don't have 50 million people down there at the White House kicking Biden and his cronies out and taking over. But the virgins are sleeping, like the Lord said. Every bit of this is Bible prophecy, and we know that we need to stand in the streets wherever we are. Don't run to Africa. If you live here in America, in the city right here near you, you got neighbors, tell them about the Lord. Preach in any way God can get the word into their head, and don't leave your family out. You know, if you can't save nobody else in this world, you can at least preach to your own family. But people don't even want to go that far, yet folks in other countries are dying telling their enemies about the Lord. So that's my comment. Just stick with Christ, stay with the Ten Commandments, and remember that the Lord's Holy Sabbath is for all of us, the seventh day Saturday, and preach the whole truth. Thank you, uh, uh, Pastor McFarland. God bless. Shirley, I'm getting revival here just listening to you testify. God bless you, Shirley. You keep the fire, dear dear sister. God bless you. Uh, Steve in Hope, Arkansas. Steve, thanks for holding. Welcome to Jenna Ellis in the morning with your guest host, Alex McFarland. Uh, good morning, Alex. Uh, the comment is kind of like uh, statistics and, uh, and artificial intelligence. Uh, it's been a couple of years, but I, I, I heard that both in India and in Sweden, uh, uh, the prison population, they had been uh, marked and, uh, with, with a computer chip that you couldn't buy or sell without the computer chip, okay? Now, mm-hmm. that's two countries in the world. There are 192, I believe, in the world. So that's, let's just say, 1%, okay, of the countries in the world. Well, do a little math. If you exponentialize 1 plus 1 equals 2 uh, to the second power is 4, and keep going, you get about to the seventh power, you got 100, okay? And, uh, and it doesn't take one match to start a hayfield on fire, Okay. Oh yeah. So, uh, so, so, all you got to do is uh, what the satellite network with the artificial intelligence to say that uh, Alex McFarland doesn't have the chip, and probably you'll be in heaven when that comes up. 
as will I. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not date setting. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, uh, there's one more thing. Jesus said, when you see all these things come to pass, and that's one more thing that's coming to pass. Yeah. You know, I mentioned, folks, um, I did on my weekend show, you know, I, I do a pre recorded show that airs on the American Family Radio Network. And um, I, I'm sure it's on AFR.net, but I did a show about three weeks ago on artificial intelligence. Now, folks, listen to this. Uh, and we, we know, look, that um, the, the code and the algorithms mostly, uh, as, as one researcher I interviewed said, have been written by Silicon Valley liberals. So when it comes to so many things about morality, homosexuality, transgenderism, um, AI, chat, GTP, and, and what they call open source AI, it generates responses and assertions that virtually always skew very liberal. And so there's an article this morning about how uh, many, um, you know, futurists and thinkers and philosophers of, of you know, technology believe that AI has and will suppress religious expression. Uh, and given the fact that much of what is out there has come from people of a very liberal worldview, it's not surprising. But here's the thing. I interviewed a guy from um, Israel, actually, who's a cybersecurity expert, and when they drop the firewalls that contain AI. I mean, there's only so far that it can go, uh, but when you know these servers communicate with other servers, and they they let they let AI sort of freeform express itself. Th- this guy said to me, and and he he was like insistent that I not reveal his identity, but he does uh, internet uh, work for Israel. He he said it's always something malicious like shut down the power grid to hospitals, you know. And I, so I asked him, I said, well, just summarize, how concerned should the average citizen be about the rise of malicious activity by artificial intelligence? How concerned should we be? He looked at me, he said, terrified. <laughs> well, fortunately, we don't have to be terrified if we know Jesus, but we do need to be informed. And so i got to tell you, folks, when we read about things in the end time scriptures, about uh, the beast, the false prophet, doing signs and lying wonders so as to deceive the very elect, if that were possible, you know, I got to tell you, look, I, I know I belong to Jesus, and he's coming back, and one way or another, one time or another, Eventually, we're going to be with the Lord and praise God for that. But i got to say, folks, and, and we're going to get to, oh, man, we've got a full board of calls. Let me just say, my dear listeners, if you've never trusted Christ, the, I would say this is the time to have one's house in order, spiritually speaking. Do you know Jesus is as close by as a prayer? You call out to Christ, uh, you say, Lord, save my soul, and uh, he will save you. Because um, we very well may be in the end times. You know, we're going to celebrate Mother's Day this weekend, praise God, but May 14 is also the birthday of Israel. 75 years ago this month, May 14, 1948, was when Israel was reborn as a nation. Massively huge sign of the end times, I believe. And uh, 
Are we near Christ's return? Hey, very likely, and you can be ready by putting your faith in him. Misty in Alabama. Uh, church attendance declining, so many things in the news. Misty, welcome. What's on your mind this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, and I appreciate you so much. God bless you. Um, I was, oh, just a moment. Yes. You're, you're a little, you're, you're clearer now. Thanks very much. What you got, Misty? Hey, I'm sorry. I, I, we've got a poor signal. Try to call back, Misty, and we'll do our best to get you on. Roxanne in Texas. Roxanne, welcome to Jenna Ellison. The Good morning. morning. Good morning. Um, I called, actually, Shirley said it all. Um, I, I could have listened to her a long time. I know. But, she was um, great. She was great. Yeah, she, she covered a lot. <laughs> so um, thankful for her. But my thing is, I do not believe the polls at all. I have never believed, well, I can't say I've never um, believed them, but if the polls had have been truthful, Hillary Clinton would have become our president, not Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't understand how people keep using these polls when they know that they're skewed, that <clears throat> the questions are not um, accurate, the way they question people. Um, it's, it, it, they make it easy for it to come out the way they want it. Um, there's just so many variables about polls that I'm I'm just shocked. Well, I think it's because of the media that uses the polls, and then everybody just kind of piles on. And um, I don't believe the polls, not you, not at all, not at all. Well, everything you know, I read. Um, the, there, there's a thing, Roxanne. I, I, I'm with you. I, I agree with you. There, there's a thing called confirmation bias. Confirmation bias, and it's interesting. Uh, and and so many in journalism, not all, but many in journalism, are lean very liberal. Um, the the journalism schools in America are known to be very liberal. Um, listen, virtually all of um, you know post secondary higher education it, it leans left and woke, and so the, these polls, the ones doing the polling, have. Uh, a bias anyway. There, there was a thing, listen to this, folks. This is about 10 years ago, but I think it probably would be worse now. And they asked journalists on both coasts at the major news outlets, um, conservative friends that, you know, believe in traditional marriage, believe in pro-life, believe in limited government, believe in the rule of law, the Constitution, being a friend to Israel, a free market economy. You know, the, the seven or eight or nine benchmarks of conservatism. And like 95% of journalists didn't know anybody conservative, didn't, didn't like, couldn't say they even had a conservative friend. So it's, it's, I got to tell you, given the bias of secular journalism, you know, it's amazing that anything remotely conservative does squeak through the the news. And Roxanne, I agree with you. I think these polls are are not not to be trusted, really, folks. Regarding policy, regarding our nation, regarding the upcoming election. 
number one, pray. Number two, stay informed. But uh, as to the degree that you're able, try to influence people. Try to influence people because we're talking about the future of our country here. Uh, we're talking about uh, the place we're going to live till we head on up to glory. Uh, Lynn in Arkansas. Lynn, thanks for holding. Welcome to Jenna Ellis in the morning, guest hosted by Thanks. yours truly. Huh. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I was just going to say that um, when you were talking about AI, that Billy Crone, I don't know if you know who he is. He's out of Las Vegas, I believe. He's a pastor, and he has a whole series of DVDs on AI. He's really researched it, and um, he's really a good source. Jan Markell recommends him. I don't know if he's uh, his resources are on her side or whatever, but anyway, he's good. Wow. And, and one more comment I would say is that if people don't, I believe we're in the end times for sure, and I think that some people don't want to see that because they don't want their plans interrupted. But, um, you know, ultimately God's plan's the best, so... <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you. And you, you mentioned Jan Markell. We love Jan Markell. She's heard uh, pretty much every Thursday on today's issues, uh, and she, in my opinion, is very trustworthy, especially on end times and Israel. And you know, I, I'm with you, Lynn. I, I believe that we are in the last times, uh, the last days. I think we're near the return of Christ, uh, but we're, we're to be. We're to be faithful. You know, it does say in Second uh, Peter 3, verse 4, that in the last days some will scoff and say, where's the promise of his coming? But folks, Jesus is coming. He really is. And we can be ready, and uh, we're to help others get ready. Uh, Hunter in Oklahoma. Hunter, welcome to Jenna hey. Ellis in the morning. Hey. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call, and I um, 100% agree with you all on the days that we're living in. And Sherry, uh, Shirley, every time Shirley gets on, she's a rock star. She's she's always yeah, got time. She should get her own show. Um, <laughs> with regards to AI, now I want all y'all. I'm a little bit older, and so I want you to stop and think. If you're, you know, let's say 50 and up, think about the things that they were presenting through television and through movies. Over the years, Hollywood has been slowly creeping things into the mind, much like the parable of the seed. Little things have been slowly being planted into our minds, into our culture, all while we have systematically seen the destruction of the public education system, including kicking God out. Now, for yeah. years, people thought the uh, media, that, that Hollywood, a lot of the sci-fi stuff was fake, but look around. Something as ignorant and stupid and violent as, say, uh, the Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that was our, the, all that whole concept of those movies was birthed off of artificial intelligence gaining self-awareness. Oh, I know, Hunter. Let me interrupt you. Hey, folks, you've heard of uh, Nikola Tesla. Tesla was a big in electronics. Worked for Thomas Edison. He was the son of a Serbian priest, probably a Christian. Tesla was. He warned about the rise of thinking machines a hundred years ago. It's amazing, folks. Stay tuned. Jenna Ellis in the morning. More with Alex McFarland. We're back after this. Don't go away. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. 
Welcome back. Alex McFarland here sitting in for Jenna Ellis. Jenna Ellis in the morning. Hey, I do want to remind people that I will be at The Cove, the Billy Graham Training Center in Western North Carolina, July 7 through 9. Uh, it's just such a joy to go to The Cove every summer. And folks, the, the Billy Graham Training Center, The Cove, is so beautiful. The accommodations are so nice. The food is wonderful. The fellowship. I'll be teaching First and Second Peter. The theme is thriving till he comes. A lot of end times Bible prophecy. It's July 7 through 9. The website is thecove.org, T-H-E-C-O-V-E. I would love to see you there. Uh, you can just put my name in the space bar. You'll find it. Uh, register and join us. We And of the usually about 350 people there, a lot, a lot, a lot of AFR people. And you know what's really a blessing is not only getting into the Word of God together, but just praying together, fellowship, uh, a lot of friendships are made there. And so I, I think it'll be a great encouragement to you. I'd love to see you July 7 through 9 at the Cove. All right, we're going to uh, get in another call, then we've got a very special guest in just a moment. But right now, uh, from my home state of North Carolina, uh, Dick from North Carolina, are, are you there, Dick? Yes, sir. Thank you, doctor. Uh, when you quoted that 56% that approve of Biden's policies, they have to be in agreement with his uh, views on trans rights. Uh, and that seems to include uh, children, you know, changing uh, without their parental per- permission. I, uh, I was reminded, and I haven't heard anybody else bring it up, when during the war on terror, when the same people, if there really is 56 percent, however many there are, these same people were in defense of Islam, uh, opposing George Bush. Uh, and when I uh, asked them how they could justify female genital mutilation, uh, according to Sharia law, they right. didn't have a an answer for it, but now the, these same people, maybe not the same people, the same mentality, the same uh, political party, are defending this business, which is just a takeoff on that. Yeah, uh, it, and what you're pointing out, and folks, my goodness, we could do volumes of content on this. First of all, uh, the left has... Um, Always, I mean, they, they they land on the wrong side of virtually any issue, but then they're inconsistent. I mean, you know, they they fought legal protection for the unborn by saying "my body, my choice," but then they wanted to impose mandatory vaccinations by saying "you don't have control autonomy over your own body." And then you're right; they would, um, you know, in the under the guise of human rights, um, speak against some of the things of Sharia law, which I, I would agree with, but then regarding children, um, and much has been said about trans, uh, you know, gender reassignment for children is bodily mutilation. Uh, Dick, you make a good point. And folks, you might ask yourself, what's the answer? Well, the answer is this, folks, and if you've listened to me much, you've probably heard me talk about natural law. The genius of America 
was that we were based on moral truth, the Ten Commandments, but also the law of God written on all hearts. Now, folks, and then I, I'm, I'm going to say this briefly, and then I want to bring on Wesley Wildman. Look at this. Our government, our Constitution, was based on universal, absolute, objective truth known to all people. Murder is wrong. Lying is wrong. Stealing is wrong. Slander is wrong. Okay, natural law, and, and I could quote so many Democrats of past generations that would have amened everything I'm telling you, but natural rights come from natural law, which are tied to the nature of God. But listen to this. They dealt with immutable characteristics. Now, immutable means things you're born with that do not change. You're a male, you're a female. That is immutable. Now, mutable, mutable characteristics are things that regard behavior that changes. See, here's here's what's wrong about so-called gay rights and trans rights. These are not immutable characteristics. Your behavior changes, uh, but your gender doesn't change. And so the idea that sexual behavior is an ethnicity, so this is the whole fallacy of the Obergfell decision ostensibly, quote-unquote, legalizing gay marriage. Um, Suddenly, sexual behavior is put on the same par as an ethnicity, and this opens a whole Pandora's box of legal dilemmas contradictions, things that are unconstitutional. That's why, folks, if if you want to save America, we've got to teach that the philosophical foundation of our Constitution was belief in moral truth. Well, we'll pick up on that more tomorrow. Right now, I want you to meet a great friend of mine. Uh, this, this dear brother is such a a valued colleague in ministry, Wesley Wildman, and he's got some exciting news about the Men of Honor curriculum coming up this uh, summer. So, uh, Wesley, hey, God bless. Thanks for being with us on Jenna Ellis in the morning. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be on, and I just wanted to say that I've enjoyed listening to y'all coming in this morning, and it's a great opportunity to come on. We do have a Men of Honor curriculum, but before I get to that, I wanted to make a a quick announcement to those that are within driving distance of AFA, I say within driving distance, within 30, 45 minutes. The reason is is because we're actually going to host Men of Honor program on campus here at the headquarters of, uh, of of AFA in Tupelo this summer. So you can find out more details of that at afa.net slash men of honor. That's afa.net slash men of honor. There you can mm-hmm. find out more details. It's for um, ages 7 to 17. The 30,000-foot um, view is we're going to disciple young men here on campus every Tuesday night from 6 to 7. We will also provide dinner, uh, Bible study time, and then a skilled time. The skilled time could be anything from how to change a tire, how to apply for a job, how to mow your yard, and the list goes on. Those are the some just, just a drop. There's some plumbing skills we're going to learn. So we're going to do the full discipleship training here on at our headquarters for ages 7 to 17. It's completely free, and you can register. Well, you'll need to register. 
you register at afa.net slash men of honor. And so we're excited about taking the curriculum that we'll talk about here next and putting it into practice here at our headquarters in GPLO. There'll be a half a dozen or more Christian men that work here at AFA that will be participating in and, and helping with the counseling process, the Bible teaching process, and the skill time, but also uh, several men from my church and from the community that are Christian godly men that have had great uh, mentors in their lives are willing to invest their time this summer too. So we're looking forward to that. You know, it's uh, Alex, you know, we talk a lot about the issues that are going on in our country, and obviously the breakdown of the family is a is the number one issue, in my opinion, over the last uh, 15 or 20 years. I really feel like that's a ripple effect in our society is the breakdown of the family. Nonetheless, you know, we talk about it and we provide some good content, but we're not, we, we've, AFA has taken the next step and we're providing, uh, at least within a, a local area, we're, we're doing something about that this summer. So we're looking forward to that. Well, uh, Wesley, that is great. And uh, hey, by the way, it's great to be with you. Uh, Wesley ha- has helped us on exploring the Word. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's the show Bert Harper and I do every afternoon live, 3 to 4 p.m. Central Time. But you've been such a blessing to help us sometimes to sub on exploring the Word. And I just, I've always had such respect for you, Wesley, as a, a Christian young man, so faithful. But, um, I like this idea of teaching these skills, not only teaching the Bible and having good fellowship, but things like how to change a tire. I mean, that's a, that's a good skill. And folks, let me let me tell you, the time to learn that is not in the rain at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. at night by the that's side right. of the road. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. uh, who came up with this idea of the Men of Honor curriculum, Wesley? Do you know? It's I did so I came up with this idea about seven or eight years ago, and then we did we we did some of this. Uh, we we tried some of these things, but it wasn't until five years ago when we really sat down and 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 laid it out. And we did so at a local church here in town. And then once we uh, established our new building here, we now are hosting the Men of Honor summer program here at our headquarters every summer. June and July is every Tuesday. It's eight total meetings, and that's what we do now. I've taken that. You know, what ha- well, What's happened is the I come on radio, and I talk about it, and uh, for whatever reason, I didn't. I just didn't hit me uh, when I came on that, wait, hold a minute. Hold on a minute. I'm getting calls from Kentucky and Texas and Illinois, those that are listening that obviously can't make the trip for the hour and a half on Tuesdays during the summertime. So I took um, I took the team here at AFA, the graphics team, editing team, and we all got together and I gave them everything I had, all the notes and and I and we and together the team of AFA put together the curriculum and it's completely for free. Um it's completely for free at resource.afa.net. That's resource afa.net just go to the search bar type in men of honor curriculum you can download the whole thing for free and it is a play-by-play i mean from the time you open up it's it's concise it's 20 i think it's 18 20 pages total but uh, once you open it from the time you open it to the time you get to the back it tells you the expectations that you should have as a leader for the counselors the expectations you should have as a leader for the bible teachers and those for the skill time it also tells you which each Tuesday should look like if you want to stay in, in sync with 
the process of uh, the Bible times. So a lot of the Bible teachings are, are some of them are topical. Some of them are more uh, um, uh, passage oriented. Nonetheless, it has a process teaching from biblical manhood all the way down toward the end of the uh, summer where we talk about the dangers of social media, if misused and the Internet in general, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We talk about that as well. So it's all right there. There's, I'm aware of three churches that are that have put this into practice during their summertime months, and they are having a great amount of success. I wouldn't. I don't. I've never done it before. It may. It may. It wouldn't work. So we won't try it. But I have an audio of a of of a testimony on my phone that was left for me yesterday. Maybe next time I'm on, we'll find a way to use it. But there's great testimonies yeah. of. Of people using the Men of Honor curriculum. So I was going to ask you this, Wesley, if this could be replicated across right. the country. Because, folks, here's the thing. I mean, we reported on the story earlier that the Southern Baptist attendance is at a 35-year low, and my heart goes out to them. We need to pray for them. But one of the ways, folks, listen, a lot of people say, Barna says this, a lot of very respected people say, if there would be a revival of church attendance among mm-hmm. men, yeah. it would revolutionize the country, okay, and especially young men. Wesley, um, in my home state of North Carolina, I, I did a thing of when I was a youth pastor for 11 years, then over the years we've done this, we've taught guys how to change the oil in their car. Yeah. And I, I, I've, because I'm a car guy. I oh, yeah. love cars. <laughs> I'm big into old cars, but I, I've taught guys and girls how the basic maintenance how to check the oil how to change the oil how to check your fluid brake fluid your coolant and do you know what a lot of young people not all but many young people and especially young guys they like it yeah yeah they'll they'll come out and they'll learn about cars and we tell them about jesus you know i've learned that that i that i've seen especially young men because i'm also a coach on the side i coach my son's baseball team and i've learned that there's never you you own they're not learning whatever you don't teach them i know that seems simple but that they're willing that's brilliant yeah they're willing to learn uh as much as you're willing to teach them and and now some kids obviously soak up more than others and some people retain more than others but the reality is over time whatever you're willing to teach them they're willing to sit there and learn and listen especially if uh there's other in this case there's other boys involved so they've got friends there They've got free food, and so it's been a wonderful thing to host here on campus, and I'm grateful to now for the second year to be able to have this curriculum for people to duplicate. And you know what? If people can't do it during the summertime, some people cut the – they take the curriculum, they divide it in two, they take four weeks of it, and they do it during their winter winter break over Christmas break uh, now, on it, Tuesday it's nights. Men of Honor. Yep. Um, is there a phone number or a website? How do people uh, contact AFA about Men of Honor? The best thing for people to do if they want to register for the summer event because they're within driving distance and participate in it, but go to afa.net slash menofhonor. Or if you want to download the curriculum to do at your own hometown at your convenience, you can go to resource.afa.net. That's resource.afa.net. The team has done... At AFA, the team at AFA has done a great job providing all that content for you for free, 100% well, for Wesley, free. Wesley, God bless you. I appreciate you so much, brother. It's Men of Honor. Go to afa.net slash Men of Honor. 
Alex McFarland here. Thanks for listening. I'll be back at 3 p.m. Central on Exploring the Word and tomorrow and Friday on Jen Ellis in the Morning. God bless you. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.